Dad podcast, a conversation where you join David and Reese at the table as they talk about the many questions of life, whether you're in the car, at the gym, or just distracting yourself from being productive. Why don't you pull up a chair? We're glad you're here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hey Dad podcast, where you join us at the table as we talk about the many questions of life. I'm Reese. And I'm David. And he is my dad. And we're going to go ahead and jump in with the question of the day. So here it is. Dad, what is your favorite summer dessert? Favorite summer dessert. Favorite summer dessert. Actually, this this might be a new favorite. Okay. When y'all were over here last weekend, <laughs> yep. your wife made one of the best strawberry shortcakes I think I've ever had. It's so freaking it good. Was the, she makes it all from scratch. I mean, of course, except the strawberries, but... Um, it was incredible. Oh, I mean, yeah. when y'all left, I was still thinking about it. Yep. And thinking about, gosh, I wish I hadn't sent it home with them. Because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it was it was literally that good. I, oh, I yeah. don't want to know how to make it because I'm scared of myself <laughs> and that I will make it. And so, but that, yeah, that's a special treat. Oh, you're right. Because what she does is the actual shortcake has a little bit, like you can tell it's got a little bit of that salt in it. Mm-hmm. And it's almost got a biscuity texture yeah in terms well, it's of like the, a scone kind yeah of. Mm-hmm. it is a scone yeah because the outside is it's uh crusty but the inside's really fluffy yeah and then she does it to where with the strawberry part she puts a little bit of lemon in it so it's like a nice zesty kind of a strawberry lemon mix mm-hmm. with some sugar and then she home makes the whipped cream yeah and so just the combo of the three there's just something about it 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 hit good it's magical that was that was honestly one of my choices, yeah. but I have an, a backup, which okay. I'm glad I had a backup. because I stole it. Um, my backup was this. We have a snow cone place down the road called Tropical Snow, and and it's one of those places. You know how a lot of times snow cone places just basically give you crushed ice? Yeah. That's it. You know, it's like, well, this it's is true. just ice, and it's it's okay. I mean, yeah. cool the flavoring, but this is like actual snow. Like, it's very smooth and delicious. And they have a flavor there called key lime pie. And what they do is they, they put that key lime flavoring in there. Mm-hmm. And then they put a little bit of graham cracker on top. Oh, come on. And then they put a little bit of cream on that. And so the combo, because it's very light, yeah. but it's got a little bit of that sweetness from mm-hmm. like a key lime pie. It is fantastic. I get it almost every time. Uh, they just opened up recently for this summer, yeah. and I went there and I tried something different. It just wasn't the same. It's, <laughs> it's the key lime pie for me, for life. You know, I just drove by there. I, I took the back way home from the grocery store and drove by it, and I thought about it. Yeah, I thought, oh, I, I wonder. But I, I kept on going. But now that you said key lime pie, I may have to stop sometime and get one. Well, I might take you there sometime yeah. this week because uh, you know we're going to be hanging out a little bit. So That's true. I mean, we might might need to hit it up. Okay, so the topic that we have been discussing is stress. Uh, We talked last week a little bit about the difference between worry and then stress itself. Stress is not necessarily a bad thing. Being overstressed is bad, but stress is a natural part of life. Um, Much like a muscle, if it gets broken down, it can oftentimes build you up stronger Mm -hmm. unless you're taking it too far. So this is kind of the first week where we're going to get into the practicals about how to 
effectively handle stress and mm-hmm. let the benefits of it help you, but not dealing with the issues uh, or the negatives of it. It's minimizing yeah. the negatives, maximizing the positives. So uh, the theme of the week, what would you say it is? Number one tip. Um, I think finding a rhythm of rest in mm-hmm. your life. I think most people, we think about every aspect of our life except rest. Mm. And when I say rest, I don't just mean sleep. Now, you should plan your sleep. You know, like people have a hard time getting up in the morning. Mm-hmm. I tell them, well, it's all about going to bed early the night before. You you're know, right. If, if you feel a little called out, yeah. but you're right. But I mean, if you struggle getting up in the morning, my first question is, what time did you go to bed? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not talking about the times where it just it's a freaky moment where you just woke up hard or couldn't go to sleep. That happens to everybody. But on a normal basis... If you don't plan how you're going to sleep, you won't sleep that good. And if you don't plan how you rest, how you take time off, what you do to unplug. And I don't just mean unplug from media, but that could be part of it. What do you do to actually find that rhythm of, okay, this is where I get rejuvenated. That's where a lot of people think of rest as just, again, sitting and doing nothing. Right. It's more about what rejuvenates you. Yeah. What makes you feel better? Yeah. What kind of gives you energy? Um, and I think too many people today don't have a rhythm of that. They, yeah. they think of that last or they only think of it when the doctor says, you know, change or die. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I'll put it like this. We need to approach rest with the same intentionality that we approach work. Yeah. I'm not saying to make it work, but I am saying that if you don't do it intentionally, it's not going to happen. Same mm-hmm. thing with work. If you don't intentionally plan when you're getting to work, what you're doing and all that, you're not going to be very effective. Yeah. Rest is the same way. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things Emily and I learned first couple years of marriage, and we've talked about this before, but it's true. The checklist never ends. Yeah. If you are a homeowner and you have a job, your checklist is unlimited. Mm-hmm. There's always things that can be improved. There's always stuff that needs maintenance. There's always stuff that needs to be fixed. Yeah. There's always people that are going to walk up to you and be like, hey, you want to do this this time? You know, you're going to have unlimited opportunities to work mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Once you get to that age, boom, yeah. you, it's, it's never going to end. It's true. And so if you aren't intentional about rest, life will end up happening to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw a tweet one time where somebody said, being an adult is saying, Next week, it'll get less busy over and over again until you die. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. (laughs) But but like, if you don't rest, that's going to be your life. Yeah. Oh, it'll be it'll be less busy next week over Mm -hmm. and over again until you're dead. Yeah. And and so you have to be intentional with rest. Yeah. And really, I think it goes back to intentionality in every area of life. And people say, well, are you saying I have to think about every area of my life? Well, Pretty much, yeah. It's, yeah. And rest is one of those, Yep. if you don't do it, like if you don't plan your rest, your body will rest. Your body will find a way to rest. Mm-hmm. Like I know people who they'll just go, 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 go. And then they get like dog sick. Mm-hmm. And they're out for a week mm-hmm. or more. Well, that's their body saying, I need rest. So they get sick, so they'll stop. And that's an unhealthy way to do it. But a right. lot of us, that's how we live. Yep. We live this going, going, going. And, and we lie to ourselves. Next weekend. 
Mm-hmm. Next weekend, next week I'll do this. Next week we'll do a vacation in five years or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we, but we never actually do it. Right. And so what we're doing is we're just putting it off, and eventually our body's going to be like, okay, that's that's enough. You're right. You know? And and we'll get sick, or we find unhealthy ways to manage our own stress mm-hmm. and worry and things like that. So that's where people get into the, the addictive nature of stuff. Yeah. You know, where this addictive thing is carrying me through, whether it be, you know, gaming or alcohol or drugs or whatever, that a lot of people find that that's what they do. Like, I've heard, you know, stories of the, you know, the, the movie stars or the rock and rollers who got into doing drugs mainly so they could keep going. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them, they took drugs to sleep because they, they wouldn't be able to go to sleep. And then they took drugs to have energy. Mm. And it was all about, I was on tour, I had to do it. Mm. So, so it, was, it, was, it was doing unhealthy things, and that gave them a bad habit of dealing with life that way. Yeah, you're right. I think that it also, something that we can kind of not pay attention to, but can be a very big reality. It can lead to almost a binge mentality with rest. To where it's either I'm going at 100%, I'm giving it all I got, I, I'm never going to stop, or like a switch gets flipped and you get almost, I guess the good phrase would be burnt out. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I hate everything. I hate everybody. I hate my job. I hate yeah. everyone at my job. Everything's stupid. I want to go home and do nothing forever. And so you go home and then you just, you just do nothing. Yeah. And, and you, so you fly between one extreme and the other. Yeah. And that's not healthy either. Because even though that is a rhythm, that's a pretty chaotic rhythm of going from I'm never going to quit to I, I'm done. Yeah. And I think a lot of people today, they talk about how people change jobs more often today. Right. I wonder how much of that is that's how people get rid of their stress. Mm. They just change everything. Right. They I'm going to move. Mm. I'm going to change job. This new job will fix it. Mm. And the new job eventually will be just the same as the old job. Because we didn't change, we just changed our environment. But if we don't change, the same problems are going to happen. Yep, I think you're right. I, uh, I think that God naturally designed the world to have rhythms of rest. Mm-hmm. Think about it on a daily scale. You've got you, the daylight, and then the time was literally dark outside. Yeah. We now live in a generation and in a world with electricity to where doesn't really affect us but think back in the day if it was dark the only thing you could really do was set up a campfire yeah and that's about it you know that's that's the only thing you can do yeah. and think like during the winter when it gets dark at 4 p.m <laughs> like you go be sleeping like what 13 hours a day just because you're bored out of your mind i know you have nothing else to do but god made it like that yeah god made it to where like hey there's evening and mm-hmm. then there's morning yeah there's the time to sleep and then there's a time to go, you know, and, and that's just a, in a day. It also exists in a week scale. Um, I think God, like God gave the people of Israel the Sabbath intentionally. Mm-hmm. He, he made it that way. I mean, if you go look, even in Genesis chapter one, God made the seven day week cycle. And yeah. isn't it interesting that literally every culture today has a seven day week cycle? Yeah. And everybody's got a weekend. It was inspired by the Sabbath. Uh, I think the Sabbath is something that God was saying, hey, rest is ne- as a necessity, mm-hmm. but it's a gift from God. Yeah, it's, it's the way he designed it. And, and I think our bodies mm-hmm. need that. Um, in fact, I read something about, 
the French Revolution, where they changed the week to a 10-day week Mm -hmm. because they thought they were smarter. And they quickly changed back to a seven-day because animals were dying. People were, were, couldn't handle it. Like it, it was destroying the society. Mm. So they went back to the seven-day week with that seventh day being the rest day. Yep. Because it just works. Yep. Even if someone doesn't believe in God, mm-hmm. they understand the power of rest. And I think, you know, when God created the Sabbath, it was for us. Like you said, it, it was a gift for us because it helped us understand. And then if you look at the rhythm of the year, mm-hmm. you know, you've got springtime. You've got summer, which was harvest time. Mm-hmm. You've got fall, and then you've got winter. There was a built-in rest, because during winter, you couldn't really do a whole lot. Yeah, it was all maintenance. Yeah, when it was agricultural society, winter was more of kind of prepping, getting ready for spring and summer. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you didn't stop, but you didn't do as much. Yeah. And then harvest, I mean, you got to get all the food in, yep. or you're not going to have food. Yeah. So, so I think in our life, it's building those rhythms into our life and understanding that that those are not a bad thing because yeah. I think today we don't have any rhythms. It's go, go, go yeah. all the time. We don't yeah. stop. And we let all these outside forces tell us how busy we should be instead of every person in every family saying, okay, this is what's important to us. This is the rhythm we're going to flow in. Yeah. And you, you go with how God designed everything. And mm-hmm. like you said, you, you got to be intentional yeah. about your time of rest for you. Mm-hmm. Because there are going to be some things that are different. It's true. Like some families, some families, their vacation is camping, man. They yeah. love getting in a tent in the middle of the woods and just, I guess, having roots sticking to their back. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they like about it. But I'm not one of those. Yeah, I know. Me neither. I want to go into a super bougie hotel room yes. and then hit the spa or something yeah. and, and get a massage and yep. then go to the hot tub and then just lay there. Like I'm basically like a slug just yep. chilling. <laughs> and uh, but but anyway, like you got to learn yourself. Mm-hmm. And what what do you classify as enjoyable? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think I think learning that rhythm of life and flowing with it is good because we don't have that, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to. Well, isn't it interesting that schools operate on a seasonal schedule? Yeah. Every school does, you know, whether it's a high school or even year-round schools still have the seasonality. They do. Of having certain breaks. Yeah. Even colleges have certain breaks and times for that. And whenever you move into your job, that just disappears. It does. Isn't it weird? Mm-hmm. Like like you go from, okay, you have your spring going hard, your summer rest, your fall going hard, your winter rest, and then it turns into, all right, you got two weeks. Yeah. But we also don't want you to use all of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you can use a little bit, but don't yeah. use all of it. Don't use all of it. And if you do, it's two weeks. Yeah. So don't go crazy. You know, don't, don't, don't do a whole two-week time period. Whereas, yeah. you know, when you're a kid or a teenager or a college student, summer's like a month or two. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying we can copy that because mm-hmm. work is obviously different. But the seasonality, it, it is in our lives until a certain point and then it just kind of gets abandoned. Yeah. And I think that's the danger is we let other things tell us what our season should be. Now, of course, your job and things like that. Right. But we still have some options as far as what we do. Yeah. And even then, it's what we do outside of our job. Maybe you have a job that's a, you know, 12 hour shift work. That's hard. 
Well, I get that. But that means during those other hours, you say no to a lot more. Yeah. You know, and and like with kids today, I mean, doing working with students for so long, you see how the sports calendar has increased mm-hmm. where parents, I mean, sports are all year round. Mm-hmm. And so many people think that's normal that, well, I have to do this, you know, and I understand if your kid's really into a sport, but even if they are, they still need rest. Yep. They need to learn how to, okay, we're not doing anything during this time. Yeah. Well, my coach said, I have to, well, I'm your mom, I'm your dad, uh, you know, we're going to take a break. Yeah, because the coach may be thinking more about the program than they're thinking about the actual student. Yeah. Because the truth is, and, and I'm sorry for all the parents out there that are listening, most likely little Johnny is not going to go into the NFL. Mm-hmm. I hate to tell you. He's not. He might, he might go to a community college if he's lucky. And very talented, maybe. But most likely, it's not something where it's going to become a huge scholarship slash career option. Yeah. And and the amount of time that we throw into that just because that's what people do, that can be dangerous. Yeah. Well, you have kids who are, you know, 14, 15, having surgery on their elbow Mm -hmm. from, from injuries that shouldn't happen until... People are professionals. Yeah. But it's because they're playing so much. They're doing so much. And I think our society has told us that busy is better. Yep. And it's just... We do. Yeah, there's no rhythm in that. Well, yeah. It, it's it's almost like... I think of the illustration of TV. Think about TV for most of the time television was around. It came on like your program, your show that you liked came yeah. on a certain time. Like for me as a kid, Saturday morning cartoons. Yep. I was pumped about Saturday morning because that's when the shows that I like came on. Well, now we have streaming. So yeah. you can watch the shows you like anytime, anywhere, forever, unlimited. Yeah. And that's kind of what we've done for busyness. Mm-hmm. You know, busyness used to be like back in the day, farmer society, like if the sun's not up, can't do anything. Yeah. Sorry. You know, but... Now, man, you can you can work on something at 2 a.m. Oh, yeah. Every day. You can work until 3 a.m. every day if you want uh, because it's all available. And there's something about that that's dangerous and that you have to be intentional to get away from. Yeah, and that's where distraction, like we use distraction, I think, as a form of rest, mm-hmm. but it's not really. Right. You know, people say that so many people are on TikTok so many hours a day and all this other stuff. A lot of times, that's their rest, quote right. unquote. And I think that's what they would say. They, they would are. say, this is my chill time. This is my chill time. And, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But if that's the only time you chill, that's a bad thing because you're not really chilling. You're just being distracted. And, mm-hmm. and there's a difference between being distracted and really resting. Yeah, I remember you said, I think you said it like this. Distraction doesn't turn off what work turns on. Yeah. Work has you mentally, physically stimulated, engaged. When you're distracted, you're still mentally engaged. Mm-hmm. There's not a true being able to kind of unplug and get into a different zone. Yeah. Ironically, your brain is still going. Yeah. And, yeah. and that can be, it doesn't rejuvenate you in the same way. It, 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 does, it doesn't help you unplug mentally the yeah. same way that like having a hobby can. Yeah. And I think that's the danger of people who don't have hobbies today, because a hobby is something that's creative, mm-hmm. that kind of unplugs you from everything, mm-hmm. you know, whereas media keeps you plugged into everything. 
and a hobby, especially if it's something that is an analog where you're not online, you're not kind of engaged with all that, you're doing something separate. That's that's actually kind of a positive thing for you because it's a way of resting. Mm-hmm. It's a way of you unplugging from the everyday. Resting yeah. <laughs> doesn't mean just laying there. Yeah. It's, it's being engaged in something that does bring that rejuvenation to you. And that's what people used to do with hobbies and reading yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. I heard somebody refer to it one time as play. Like mm-hmm. kids play a lot. They do. Kids, a lot of times, you know, whenever they get out of school, what do they want to go do? Yeah. They want to go play. They want to go play. And does that mean they're sitting still staring at a wall? No. They're engaged in something. Yeah. Whether it's drawing, playing with toys, running around outside with the neighbors, riding bikes, throwing the frisbee, whatever. They're playing. But that play, I heard somebody define it as doing an activity just for the sake of that thing. Yeah. You're not and, trying to take it somewhere. And look what's happened as we've taken play away from kids. True. We find kids are getting a lot more stressed. And ADD, mm-hmm. ADHD. Yep. Because they're not actually engaging with their world. Yeah. They're stressed, like you said, and, and they're they're dealing. And that's what our adults are dealing with the same thing. Yep. I think adults, obviously, they cannot be the exact same as kids. Mm-hmm. But if you completely miss out on play. Yeah. I think you're missing out on a lot. You are. Because that's an important part of relaxation. Yeah. There is the part of relaxation, which is sitting there and staring at a wall. Mm-hmm. Do that. Rock it. Yeah. But there's also the part of engaging in an activity for that thing's sake. Yeah, that you enjoy. Yeah. And that's that's what we want to encourage you guys to do today is give yourself permission, one, to rest, because that's literally how God designed it. Mm -hmm. You got to be able to sleep. Make sleep a priority. You got to be able to set aside at least a day a week to just be. Because yeah. that's a gift from God. I mean, I think even though the Sabbath is not a law anymore, it is still a good principle yeah, to learn is. from. That's smart. And then the truth of seasons throughout the year. If you don't have any seasonality in your year, look at some ways that maybe you could incorporate that. And then finally, look at some ways that you can learn yourself and what you enjoy. Uh, what are some things you enjoy just doing for their sake? Mm-hmm. Whether that's uh, a sport or whether that is an artistic activity, whatever kind of person you are, start experimenting with that and look at it as an opportunity to have fun in the process. Yeah, that's good. All right, so let's just go ahead and jump into the questions of the day. Uh, First of all, this is probably from last week. Somebody said, how do I know if I'm dealing with good stress or bad stress? Because we said that not all stress is bad. Yeah, I think the key is, is the stress growing you? You uh, know, are yeah. you growing? That's a good one. Are you wanting to grow? Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes we get into stressful situations where we have to change. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not necessarily bad. You may not enjoy it. Right. And there's a difference between being enjoying and what you need. Right. But But is the stress kind of pushing you or forcing you to mm-hmm. change better. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way you look at it. If it's a stress that's just kind of always there, dragging you down, hurting you over time, that's going to be a more negative stress. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I mean, really, I don't have a ton to add. Uh, the only other thing I'd say is that you can also test and see if taking that thing out of your life really helps or not. Mm-hmm. That's uh, good. Good example is uh, last year I started CrossFit. Mm-hmm. CrossFit was a stressful process to learn because yeah. there's all kinds of motions. It's very intense. 
you, you're giving 100%, you're going beyond your limits. I was nervous before every single workout session mm-hmm. for like months, you know? Um, but then I found if I just cut out and didn't do it for a week, I would miss it. I'd be like, yeah. man, I haven't, I haven't really gone hard physically in a while. I need that release. And so I got to see, okay, exercise may be something that is stressful in the moment, but it makes me feel better long term. Yeah, and in the true. same way, there's some things like that. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you hate practicing your scales for music or whatever, or you hate having to go to a new college. But is it leading to long term good? Is, yeah. is it bringing you to a better place? Yeah. Okay. Next question. Uh, it's somebody that said, "I get stressed around people." What are some ways that I can worry less when I'm around other people so that I don't get stressed out so much? That's a toughie. Um, One, I think, find out your personality. Uh Um, Some people are more introverted, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean you don't be around people. You still have to learn how to be around people. I think the key in that is to think more of them Mm -hmm. and less of yourself. You're right. Like if you're with somebody, really engage with them. Mm-hmm. Find out more, you know, start being a person. Even if you have to plan to the side questions to ask people. Oh, I've done that before. Yeah, it's, it's that's nothing wrong with that. Because mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're saying people are worth my effort. Mm-hmm. So when you plan questions, you're not being fake. You're giving the effort of building a relationship. Yeah. So I would say just try to think about them and less about yourself and I think that'll help you a little bit more in those stressful times. Yeah, and people love talking about themselves. They do. It, it's not always even selfish. It's just yeah. when when I'm interested in your life, that mm. makes you feel good. Yeah. When you're interested in my life, that makes me feel good. That's just part of being a human being. Mm-hmm. So you can uh, allow that to be like, hey, you don't have to carry the conversation. Yeah. You can just find out about their life. What yeah. do they enjoy? What do they like doing? What do they not like doing? What's a great memory they have? What's a what's a bad memory? You know, uh, like mm-hmm. being able to ask those questions and have them talk is great. So I agree with that. The other thing I would encourage, find maybe some ways for indirect communication because people connect through having fun together. Yeah. So if you can get in a group where people are enjoying time doing an activity together, it makes it a lot easier to connect. Yeah, that's good. Because sometimes it is just awkward if you're like at a dinner party mm-hmm. and you're just having to walk to some stranger and be like, hey, so yeah. how are how are you? you <laughs> yeah, it's true. This food's here for free. It's pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool pretty stuff. <laughs> but like, let's say for me, I love tennis. Let's say you go to a tennis group. You don't got to do any of that. Yeah. You just show up and be like, all right, what what are we doing for practice? Mm-hmm. And you, you know, hit, have great shots and everybody's like, yeah. And, and sometimes you hit it in the net and everyone's like, ooh, that's a, that was a rough one. Yeah. And, and you connect indirectly yeah. to where at the end of the time, you feel like you're more connected than the beginning. So there are indirect methods of communicating that are possible and can enable you to build really good friendships without yeah. even having to. Yeah. You don't have to work at it. You just yeah. go somewhere and have fun. Precisely. When you have fun with other people, yes. you're going to connect naturally. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, final question. You mentioned cereal in the last episode. What's your favorite cereal? My favorite cereal, well, I'll give two. One, as a kid, I was a big honeycomb fan. Yeah. And I would get like punch bowls of honeycomb. Dang. I mean, literally, I ate huge bowls of it. I was, <laughs> I was a large child. Um, 
As an adult, actually, uh, Raisin Bran Crunch. That is the is, most adult answer. I know, it is. It's like, what? But it's, man, it's just good. Raisin Bran Crunch is good. And it, and you kind of felt like it was healthy. Yeah. And then one day I read the side, how much sugar is actually in it. And that's why I don't eat it now. Heartbreaking. But it was really good. I was like, no wonder it's so good. Um, but yeah, that would probably, if, if I could eat any cereal, that would probably be the one I'd do right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to steal your thing of being able to pick two. Yeah. Childhood Reese's Puffs for two yeah, reasons. Yeah. One, it's chocolate and peanut butter cereal. Come on. <laughs> that's a win. True. Two, it had my name on the box. Yeah. Come on. How cool was it yeah. to have your name this on a cereal, cereal box? And it had a cool song, the Reese's Puffs, Reese's Puffs. <laughs> Did it really? Peanut butter chocolate flavor. You, you don't know about that? I don't remember that. Oh, man. <laughs> every time I went to a summer camp, there would be people singing that song to me. Wow. So... uh Thank you, whoever invented that. You gave me an unlimited joke to start any type of conversation. <laughs> but today, I'm kind of like you. I guess I'm an old person now because yeah. my two favorite cereals are Honey Bunches of Oats. <laughs> and, and then uh, I, I keep remembering the off-brand version, Shredded Wheat. What is oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, frosted Shredded Wheat? Or, frosted. Or mini Wheats. <laughs> mini Wheats. Frosted, frosted Mini Wheats. I could only remember the poor version. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fr- frosted Mini Wheats. I love both of those. Yeah. They're they're good because they're cereals that are hearty. Yeah, you feel like you're eating something. Mm-hmm. Solid. Yeah, it's not just like, hey, here's a puffed cereal corn. Yeah. That's yeah, just not it's not. It is weird as you become an adult, you kinda your cereal tastes change. Whereas a kid, you just want the sugar anything with sugar. The sugar slam in fact, sugar slam smack um, chocolates. They were called sugar smacks. Mm-hmm. That was back when people didn't care that cereals had sugar in them. And we yeah. ate tons of it. Yeah, but now everyone's like, oh, I'm just watching my show. <laughs> Which I'm one of them, so I can't yeah, insult me too. them. But uh, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Uh, if you got any questions, feel free to send them to our Instagram page or email us. And we are praying you have a blessed day. Thank you for joining us on the Hey Dad Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode today, subscribe so you don't miss any new content. We'd also love for you to rate and leave a review and help us get the word out to more people. If these talks are making your life better, we ask that you share them with someone else. If you have any questions for us or anything going on in your life you want an opinion on, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at questions at heydad.us or send us a message on our Instagram page at the Hey Dad Podcast. Join us next week. We'll have a chair waiting for you.